Welcome to the Benzo Rehab Wilderness. I am your host, Drunkle Deebs. <laughs> uh, joining me as always is Dordor the Sausage Man. I, uh... We, we've been away from civilization too now. long. Yeah, he's, he's based in Grillpilled. I don't, um, I don't listen to the news, I don't read shit, I just grill. Yeah, I just want to grill for God's sakes. Um, we, uh, we, we don't have any discussion topics or anything like that. We've, uh, we've been sort of in the wilderness for, for a little bit. Um, Dorian, how, how you been out here? Man, someone who wasn't me took, uh, 275 micrograms of LSD yesterday and stared at a tree while, right, yeah. uh, reading Simenden. Like I said, it wasn't me, because I've been grilling this whole time. Because yeah. I don't care about stupid bullshit and like then philosophy and politics anymore. Somebody who wasn't me got extremely drunk and passed out on the uh, the park bench. Multiple and, uh, times. Multiple times. Um, so, two people to who... Bed. Yeah, two people who weren't... And, and I think I told you to eat my butthole. Yes. Which, uh, which doesn't sound like something I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, so, uh, we, we, we asked whether or not the people had anything they wanted us to talk about, since this is going to be a more personal episode. We haven't been, uh, scouring the news or anything like that. Um, yeah, uh, and, and one of the, the only, the only real question we got was, uh, how, how did we meet? Uh, which is uh, fitting because we we met on a camping trip. We did, we did. Um, it was a uh, it was an art class that I was taking for my failed art degree uh, called Landmarks of Art, and uh, we 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 had met, we had met sort of briefly before because we we had that that LA trip, a trip for the to class LA with the same class, yeah. And, and I remember you, uh, I remember wondering whether or not you were you were a former military because you had uh, you had military boots on. I had military boots and I had a military backpack. Yeah. And uh, because I, uh, and I was like, here's, here's, oh, here's cool. some more, uh, here's some more background. Yeah, more background. Um, background. I, uh, I'm a poor person and always have been, and so being a poor person growing up in a military town uh, and also being kind of goth adjacent or punk or something, oh, yeah, yeah, that meant sense. that I would always get cool hand-me-down boots in military gear, and that's pretty much what I wore. Yeah. And then I, I had asked you if you were a former military, and you're like, no. And I think you gave me an explanation very similar to that. Yeah. But uh, that that was that was the night. Uh, so so I had secured lodgings for myself, and I think you were just. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah, you you had. Uh, we we went drinking together, I think, right? Yeah, we went Briefly. drinking with the professor. Yeah, yeah, we went drinking with the with the art art professor, which, which is. Uh, if, if, if you're currently good. taking classes, uh, as long as you don't think you're going to be, um, you know, taken advantage of, yeah, uh, yeah things yeah. can be weird. But uh, drink with your professors for sure, absolutely. If you like, it was, that was a great time. I've and never then, and then at some point you disappeared, 
Well, yeah, you. Uh, we were all wandering around on the street, and then right. you and a couple other guys were going to go back to the hotel, I think, to, yep. to continue yep, partying, yep, yep. or whatever you do. And by partying, uh, uh, we meant... Coitus. Getting so drunk that uh, I fell asleep on the floor of my own hotel room. There you go. Instead of the bed. <laughs> and, yeah, and I uh, kind of disappeared... You guys asked me where I was going to go, and I said, I don't know. Yeah, I, that, that was that was my mo- most poignant memory from that night, was you said, I don't know, and I was like, this dude is pretty cool. <laughs> and this, so, dude, this dude's a wanderer like me. I woke up in Koreatown <laughs> in an apartment that I don't recognize still to this day Yeah. with images of a lot of naked people on my phone from the room that we were in yep. with no recollection as to how that occurred. Uh, so it was a good night. Yeah, and then I remember because uh, because we had like it was like a two day adventure sort of thing, and then you told me that story, and I was like, hmm, this guy seems all right. <laughs> He's a cool. And dude. the uh, the class only met once a month, right? Yeah, I met once a month before and after these trips, and you know. Yep, yep, and so uh, the next time we saw each other was was the the camping trip out to Anza Borrego, uh, which is a cool little desert camping thing. Indeed. Um, and, you know, we, we had already kind of, like, built up a little bit of a rapport with each other, I think, but that was when we really, like, got to know each other, I think, because, uh, you and I had both come prepared with large bottles of whiskey. And a lot of food. And a lot of food. And, uh, we, we were both obnoxious, loud drunks. Yeah, the suicide jokes help us uh, bind together. Yeah, the the suicide jokes helped us a lot. Everybody that was that was on the trip with us was just kind of like staring in like a weird awestruck horror, um, where they were like, "Are these guys actually going to kill themselves?" <laughs> <laughs> but what was also fun about it? What was also fun about it is uh, you 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 mentioned stairs. Oh yes, yes. And that's when we both learned that we uh, we were. Fellow, yeah, fellow traversers of somethingawful.com from way back when. Which is uh, a regret that we both have. Yeah. Uh, especially now that it's been sold. Especially now that it's been <laughs> sold, and uh, it turns out that low tax is a, uh, a piece of asshole. Rip Kianka. Yep. Uh, press F. <laughs> press F. Pay respect, huh? But um, but the, the the great thing about this trip, though, was that while we were both, you know. Maybe irresponsible, but we were also feeding everyone on the campsite. There were like, it was a whole yeah, class yeah, of no, people. it was, we were it was feeding great. Everyone, we, and we, we were uh, taking care of everyone, and, and we were all kind of really close together. But you and I also made really good performance art. Yes. And I got tears off of mine. I think you may have as well, because art kids are bitches. Yep. Cowards. And I'm an art art kid, so. Yeah, same. <laughs> so I'm, I'm same. also a bitch. Uh, so so that is the the origin story. Uh, we've been we've been pretty close friends ever since I think. Um, yes, sir. Bestest of friends. As yeah. It were. Um, you get me, I get you. Uh, I get you, babe. We both have very similar uh, brain trauma. Um, yeah, that's true. Physical and otherwise. <laughs> yeah, physical and otherwise. Uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm retarded. Oh, um, shit, I said it. Yeah, you said the R word, man. You can't I did not do say that. the R word. You, you can't prove it. You, anyway, so uh, I'm grilling. I'm grilling sausages. Yeah, there's a. Uh, you guys can probably hear sausages grilling in the background. Dorian, Dorian thought this would be funny. It's not funny. I it's agreed my with. Now. I agreed with him, and I'm I'm learning that I 
don't agree with them. Is it not funny to you? I don't know. I don't know how, how audible this is coming through. I mean, it's good that my new lifestyle isn't funny to you. <laughs> yeah. Because this is what I do now. Because this is a real thing, yeah. And you know what? It's it, not performance, okay? It might seem... Yeah, there, I would never do performance art in the wilderness. I've never done it before. <laughs> um, but people who actually know me, and not just the parasocial enjoyers of this podcast, sure. will know that I've been grill pill... For yeah. at least a decade. Well, I mean, that, that's one of our that's one of our commonalities is we're both grill dads. Yeah. Without so. children. Uh, as as far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know, no nobody has ever like confronted us angrily. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's probably a wise step for anybody who has born one of my children, you know, to to not confront you about it. Yeah, to just never talk to me about it and be like, yeah, well, your father died in the war, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, you want a tortilla, dog? Uh, sure, man. How many do yeah. you want? Uh, just, just one. You want just one tortilla, man? One All tortilla right. should be fine. Ooh, bro. Yeah, sausages and tortillas. This is, this is, this is what we do gourmet. now. This is what we do. We we grill sausages. We eat tortillas. We did make a fucking amazing steak with. Uh, yes, with a with a with wine sauce. mushroom and, sauce. Yeah. Yep. Wine mushroom sauce in the woods. What's up? Camp with yeah. me. Camp with us. Don't let me go alone. I was gonna say, um, th- this is a this is a very atypical camping experience for me. Uh, I was I was talking to you uh, yesterday about I, I used to own a uh, a truck that was a rock crawler and had like a, a really nice oh, like yeah. suspension that could basically go over any weird terrain sort of thing. And what I used to do when I would go camping as, as a young man was uh, I would drive way into the woods and, like, past the trails and established roads and everything. Thank you. Um, <laughs> may, may, maybe nothing is for lunch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I would, I, would, uh, I would drive way out into the, the wilderness, and then I would hike from there several miles deeper into the woods, past, past any kind of vehicle traver- traversable uh, terrain, and um, this is uh, this is much different because we can hear the highway, and there's a trash can very close to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, close so, trash can. So the, the, the reason that we picked this campsite, rather than doing something like what I'm more used to, what I prefer to do is California's been on fire for some time, and you never know when, when the fires are going to start or where they're going to be at. And uh, It's true. I didn't want to die on fire in the woods. I'd much rather die, like, I don't know, by my own hand after drinking too much. For or sure. <laughs> for sure. No, but yeah, we are we are we are definitely fake camping right now. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's car camping for sure. Um, yeah, I, I I actually fell asleep in my car last night. Did you? I did. Yes. Oh, you, why'd you go to the car? <laughs> why'd I go to the car? Because I was drunk. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, I didn't want to sleep in the tent, which because it had me in it, huh? Well, we we got this. You got this tent. Yeah. And it was supposed to have an awning. Yeah. It was supposed to be cool. It was supposed to be very cool, but the uh, the the awning is supposed to just magically stand up by itself. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and no matter how much we tried to like engineer it, 
and I, and I am an engineer by trade technically, so this probably just couldn't have been done. <laughs> I did look at reviews, and most people said it can't be done. Yeah, it's just a broken design. Yeah, and and the design is broken because it's just two poles. Uh, which you... I'm gonna add little spikes onto when we get home. But yeah, well, you're not gonna add spikes because I'm gonna I, make I, them spikes, bro. Yeah, I'm, you're gonna make them spikes because I, I gave you a good idea, which was just to notch a uh, 45 degree angle into them or something. Yeah. Whatever, Mike. Because <clears throat> I'm because I'm a cool engineer, a cool, a cool brain dude. guy. Yeah. Um, these are breakfast sausages, and we're yeah, eating them at noon. <laughs> I mean, it's always breakfast time in the woods, as far as I know. Yeah. And we're running out of other food. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> last night we had baked beans and uh, bourbon sausages. Bourbon sausages. Yeah. That before we did that steak thing. We're yeah, gonna yeah, do some yeah. chili tonight. Yep, yeah, chili. Well, that could be worse. Chili and tortillas. Whenever, I mean, chili is one of the like ideal canned foods to bring out with you camping. Right. Or you remember uh, Blazing Saddles? Yeah. The scene where, where they're all eating chili and farting and stuff. It's a, it's a butt joke. Yeah. It is. A butt I miss joke. I miss the uh, I miss the good old days of the fart jokes. It was simpler. Just then. being able to laugh at stupid shit. Yeah, same. We don't do that anymore. Yeah, now now like whenever I'm trying to like make a joke or construct something that I'm I'm going to try to pass off as funny, I feel like I had to like make obscure references to something. Yeah. And only like two people are actually gonna get it because they're the only two people on on Earth who like found some some ironic part of a movie somewhere. Right. I mean, the, yeah. The, the only jokes I'm allowed to make for the next uh, six months are about Gigi uh, uh, Ballard. So that sucks. I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know how to help you there. Yeah. Because I don't even know who that Sounds is. Sounds like you're in a drowned place. world, buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> If you got that joke, please stop. Stop listening. Yeah, just, just this is a waste. Go, go away. <laughs> this is a terrible waste. Also, I'm probably going to become incapacitated as we're doing this because I have uh, this ghost pepper hot sauce. Oh yeah. And I have used much of it before, but man, do I always overestimate my capacities. This shit is hot. And now I'm done grilling, so maybe this will be more tolerable to listen to if you're still around. Which yeah, we uh, we have a neighbor moving in. We do. We do. You got a, they got a Jeep. So they're uh, cooler campers than we are. Yeah, How's I got going? a uh, Toyota Prius. The ideal camping vehicle. To be fair, it's a nice car. You know. It's a very nice car. Simple. It's, it's, it's all you need. So the, uh, the the rock crawler truck I used to have was a uh, uh, Toyota. Back when the only thing that they called their, their trucks was a Toyota pickup. Oh, it, didn't, yeah. it didn't have a model name or anything Back in like my that. day. Um, but it was a, it was a 1985, and that was the last year that they stopped making a straight axle. Uh -huh. How's it going? Uh, and the straight axle was ideal because when when you're when you're rock crawling. So so there's not, nowadays it's it's really difficult to find any kind of vehicle that doesn't have a differentiated. Uh, uh, front front uh, suspension and the straight axle was ideal because it would dip down and, and would still provide power to the wheels right. no matter how far you flex like I got to the point where I was like flexing it at like 45 degree angles and stuff you know mm -hmm. and and still able to uh, to drive forward on it so it's pretty fun yeah 
I also just realized that now we're eating while recording, which is very funny to me. Yeah, no, the, the, this is everything bad about what a recording should be. Yeah, I mean, that's actually one of my rules. This, is, this isn't going to be as bad as our uh, eight-hour podcast special. I mean, probably not as bad as the first episode, and probably not as bad as you having to listen to yeah. me talk about uh, defining fascism, and probably not as bad as having our guests on. Mm-hmm. Probably not as bad as the mental awareness uh, episode. Um, not as bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, people are going to be able to parasocially uh, relate to this, I think. I mean, as long as they really like uh, yeah. sausage ASMRs. <laughs> uh, Sausages! <laughs> I, did, I did an aggressive backslide on uh, trying to uh, trying to do this pescatarian thing. Yeah, okay. It is hard, man. Well, it is hard to do when the only thing that gives you pleasure in your life still is imbibing and, mm-hmm. and consuming things. Mm-hmm. It's rough. It's rough. It's dog noises. It's woof, woof, woof. Bark, bark. You just ruined that for me. I don't want your dog noises. You remember, uh... God, the sauce is hot. What do I remember, Mike? The, uh... Do you remember? The Baja Boys. Uh, Begley, yeah. And their hit song, Who Let the Dogs Out. That was a, that was a good time. Do you remember how much, uh... uh what's that fucking guy's name? The guy that uh, straps his dog on top of his car? Republican politician. Romney. How much Romney oh. loved the Baja Boys? Oh, Jesus. Do you remember this? I don't, no. Oh my God. No, he, uh... This is a nightmare, though. I mean, who, who knows if he actually likes them? Probably not. But that that was his uh, his one, like, black culture reference when he was running. Oh, man. And so he was with a bunch of, like, uh, potential, like, black constituents. And uh, as he's taking a photo with them, he, like, has his arms around him and stuff, and he says, Who let, let the dogs dog out? Who, 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 who? And it was just the most elegant, beautiful thing Jesus I've ever seen in my Christ. life. It fucking ruled, man. It was so good. Yeah, um, I miss I, Mitt Romney, so to be honest. Let, let's let's talk about Mitt Romney for a second. If we have to. Because I mean, I do miss him. Never mind. He's still alive. Uh, probably. And he's still a senator. Yeah, no one's Herman Cain to me yet. Yeah. Which is the which is the term for when you give someone COVID uh, uh, you know in what? a governmental let's, uh, position and they die. Let's take some bets here, real quick. Because we we haven't. Uh, who's next? Yeah. Baron Trump. <laughs> <laughs> seems cruel. Well, I don't write the rules, dude. He's like a seven foot tall, uh... Like... Do you like, have any idea how precarious his lung positioning is? That's true. Never mind. guy's fucked. Yeah. His heart can probably, like, barely keep his body going. That guy's huge. He's, he's 12 feet tall. Yeah. Baron Trump is 16 feet tall. Baron Trump is... 32 feet tall. A cyclopean horror. He is. He is. Isn't that a weird term for Lovecraft to use, Cyclopean? Yeah, but I like it. It's really good. It is because good. Because we, we were talking the other night about how the word epic has been completely and utterly ruined. Oh, for uh, over a decade, yeah. It's, it's been yeah, fucked. Yeah, so... I describe something as Cyclopean instead of epic. Actually, you know what's fun? This idea that, uh, you know, because epic poetry, uh-huh. still called that, and right. it's still amazing, and I love epic poetry... Epic poetry. Uh, give me, give me some epic poets. Uh, epic poets would be people like Virgil, Homer, Ovid. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, so epic. Just want to make sure we're on the same. Place right. Here. So, so I, I guess for the listener, outside the listener. of the listener, outside of just uh, authors, epic poetry is defined by its high style, uh, yeah. its uh, kind of adventure aesthetic, its uh, tendency <laughs> to describe. Uh, Based the, in adventure guild. Kind of. Yeah. I, I mean, they're they're. They're innately conservative in a certain way because yeah, yeah, of the yeah. fact that not just because of the fact that it's they're generally about killing your enemies and stuff. Right. 
but because of the fact that uh, epic poetry generally describes the values that a nation has, um, or or a nation or other some kind of some other kind of cultural unit. Yeah. Right. Um, and they can be subversive, like what Ovid does, which is why he's like my fucking favorite outside of maybe Virgil, but or they can be totally um, uh, subverted and mm-hmm. uh, and and just pieces of art meant for the king, uh, like, uh, like Virgil, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the Aeneid. Um, but, uh, yeah. And it's also funny because uh, this is something I'm going to talk about in one of my workshops in the future. And I finally have the first lecture out for that. So if you guys want to listen to it and you haven't signed up for this workshop, you guys should, because it's a more serious version of this kind of thing. I uh, listened to it and it was great. Oh, you did listen to it. No, I didn't think I, you'd listen to it. Yeah. Man. Lies never help anyone, Mike. Anyway. uh, Are you sure about that? Well, good point. Um, Lies never help other people, Mike. Um, Unless you're... I don't know. I was going to make a... All the politicians that have been elected for the last... I was going to make a categorical imperative joke, but I'm not going to do it. Um, Anyway. I mean, you kind of did in a way. You just referenced it. Uh, Distantly. Now you're making the listener have to make up the joke themselves. No. I mean, yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyway, (laughs) epic poetry. Yeah. So I want to call things epic poetry, and I want to create epic poetry, maybe. That would be fun. I want someone to be able to create it, but you can't call it epic poetry anymore. Yeah, because because when somebody thinks of epic poetry now, maybe, what they're thinking of is, like, Ruby Cower. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because that that (laughs) shit is epic. Oh, God. What a nightmare that is. Uh, Yeah. But, well, I mean, uh, poetry is just when you place uh, punctuation in weird spots, right? Yeah, and make the same sound sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, thankfully, that's one of the ones that's kind of dropped off. I don't give a shit about rhyming. Um, not into rhyming. No, I, I, I think rhyming is ultimately pointless. I mean, it's it, it has a point. It just doesn't need to be as structured as people treat it. Um, like, like assonance and consonance and sibilance and, and you know, different sure. you know, repeat sounds and, and things like that are useful, and end rhymes can be good, so it can four rhymes and things like that, yeah, but but, but um, I don't like the ABAB, you know, sonnet sure. structure, yeah. generally. Which you can do, but, like, also recognize that uh, Shakespeare probably already did it better, and you should probably be experimenting with new forms. Because uh, that's... We, we're, we're supposed to be adventurers. You know, we're supposed to be uh, experiencing something new. Um, and creating something new, because uh, poetry is not supposed to be something you, you innately understand easily, uh, no. as the writer or as the reader. Um, which, which is why I, I signed up for your, your writing workshop, because of that. You know, Hell yeah. I've been working on a series of uh, paintings. Nice. Oh, oh, these are the ones that maybe we started working on together, and then... Yeah, we, we sort of kind of yeah. started working on them together, and then I sort of started working on them alone. Right, right. And I made a really good one that I gifted to a... Uh, a friend of mine. Um, no, nah, not a lover. Uh, and then, so, so basically what it is, is it's, it's, it's abstracted uh, anatomy uh, drawings. And, and I, I've borrowed heavily from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Right. Not the TV shows, mm-hmm. but the, uh, the book about anatomy. Um, and, and, and what it is, is, is there's anatomical drawings that are a little bit uh, abstracted the one I, i've been working on for like uh, eight months now <laughs> oh, yep is uh the one in the garage yeah the one oh, yeah. the one in the garage um which maybe i'll post this on my story or something like that so people know what the fuck i'm talking about but sure. uh it's it's a 
abstracted outline of a body. The lungs are, are in pretty clear focus. And the reason that I've had trouble working on it is because of the COVID stuff that started when I was working on it. And I, I was going to write about emphysema, essentially, right. um, because I've, I've lost people to that. Yeah, we lost to lose to that. Or to suicide, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think we lost to lose to long fingernails. Uh, are you calling him a coke addict? I don't know, man. Yeah, why does he have long fingernails? People I, I actually, I actually, I actually read time. about that, and uh, okay. he, he had a belief that he didn't form the right, uh, the right skin on his fingertips, and so his fingertips were no. like hypersensitive. I feel like that's just why fingernails exist. So he's kind of right. He's kind of <laughs> right in a way, but like when you grow the fingernail past mm-hmm. your fingertips, it, it and then they do weird curly. All right. You've lost your argument there because he's never had gross. weird curlies though. He just yeah, has he long does. fingernails. No, no, no. Um, I'm thinking well, like the, the the his alphabet uh, uh, interview and like they're long, but look at Did he look have at look, yeah, look at that closely. Look at All that right. closely. I will. He he's got uh, he's got weird. They they like extend maybe See, this is maybe this a is... quarter of an inch past the end of his finger and then they wrap around on themselves <laughs> and they look disgusting. This is why my uh, my general rule of. Um, Trying to stay out of the personal lives of writers that I like yeah. uh, is has been pleasant. For yeah, me, yeah, because but also alienating. Because the uh, the same things that I think uh, create good writers are also the things that create bizarre uh, human tendency or something. Well, like. yeah, yeah, and monsters and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, Lovecraft was a. Oh, uh, yeah. Very complicated racist. Very so. complicated <laughs> racist is one way to put it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But also a very simple racist in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lovecraft was a bizarre guy, uh, and we can get into that in a later episode, maybe. Um, maybe if we yeah, I mean, uh, if we touch on the, the just as a teaser, just as a teaser. Yeah, uh, yeah. If if you're the listener and mm. you feel like doing this, um, go ahead no, and no. look up. Uh, no, you're gonna do the thing. Google Love mm-hmm. Lovecraft's cat name. <laughs> I, I want to clarify one thing about that though. Okay. He didn't name his cat. Oh. He just. Perpetuated it? Or? Yes, he continued yeah. it. You know, but that's that's Lovecraft's problem, right? Is that yeah. he continues right. these things and uses them as as uh, as coding for other things that he's terrified of. Um, How did we arrive on the subject? Uh, well, we were talking about Cyclopean, time. probably. Uh, but anyway, so I want to produce what's called Cyclopean poetry. Hmm. I want that to be a new a new genre. Yeah, uh, And it doesn't actually have to be any different from epic poetry. Well, it's like but, what I said when we were hmm. when we were talking about the prospect hmm. of coming out here yeah. uh, that we were going to. Uh, hmm. Walk around the woods. Should make some eggs. Write some some forest poetry like we're fucking Rilke yeah. or something. That's what I do. I think Rilke is like a cyclopean poet, right? In um, some ways. In a distant way, but he is he is he is obsessed with like the uh, the, the the fecundity of the primordial. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I but think... um, Edgar Allan Poe, he he wrote essays. Did you know that? Yeah. 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 I, I mean. It, it, it just makes sense in any way, but, um, and, never mind. Uh, anyway, but, uh, no, so. No, call me a retard. Well, I'm calling, the, I'm calling the listener that. Mm. I, I'm using you as a vessel to speak yeah. to the listener, because <laughs> that's how these things work, you know? Now you're an idiot, and I hate you. Fuck. Sorry, man. It had to happen. Um, anyway, so, so, <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe didn't just write, uh, stories, he, he wrote essays. Yeah. Uh, and one of the essays that he wrote, I forget the name of it, but, uh, it's easy to find based on the content. Uh, but he essentially claims that there's no possibility for Americans to write epic poetry uh, because of the fact that there's no unified American culture, 
uh, and uh, modern technology kind of complicates things, and modern technology from Poe's age. Um, and yeah. it just makes it so that you can't write a unifying epic poetry, which is maybe true, but I resent that idea also. So what we should do is we should write American Cyclopean poetry. Yeah, no, 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 See? no I like that, yeah. Because that also we brings with it. it. We fixed it. We fixed it. But it, that also brings with it the the um, the the implication that uh, we are writing works that are recalling a piece of the past that is inherently lost mm -hmm. that is being viewed in the present. Yeah, right. I think uh, I think that would naturally actually fit. It's the only American kind of poetry, poetry Americans can write. Maybe. Um, because we can't write about the present. We can't write about the future. None of those exist for us. Americans don't have either of those. No. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. It's, it's either topical bullshit, or it's uh, some guess about the future that doesn't make sense, or it's uh, mm -hmm. about us recapitulating our past over and over again. Because right. that's what we are obsessed with, which is bizarre as a young nation, but also probably makes sense as we're a young nation. Well, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very bizarre how young our nation is. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty hilarious. What's well, funny to me... Live fast, die young. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny to me is, you know... Uh, Having Kids been have, having been in the Marine Corps. Oh yeah, the Marine Corps is actually older than our nation. Yeah, is that fun? Because mm -hmm. it was part of the Revolutionary Forces, mm -hmm. right? Yep. How much though? Congress, uh, just a year. Yeah. yeah. Um, Congress needed to establish a military fighting force that was uh, uh, fuck, look, amphibious. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, what's funny is that the. The Marine Corps then, um, by the parameters of its original use, uh, should be a, a defensive force. Yeah. Right? Yep. Is it generally used as that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> They're the first in, last out, right? Yeah, first in, <laughs> last out is, is one of our... Or one of their... You know I'm not a Marine anymore. I don't have to Once Marine, always a Marine. Sorry, Devil Dog. Fuck off. Yep. You were uh... <laughs> I posted the other day. Semper Fi. You, you know, you know day. those. You had a, you had a bad fall there. What are you talking oh, yeah, yeah. about, memes? Yep. There was one that struck me extremely. Oh, deep, you showed me this, yeah. Which was, yeah. Oh, you, you fell out of formation there, Devil Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sobriety, DD two fourteen. What are you talking about? You got your life together? And I was like, oh god, because yeah. that's that's a that's an unironic nightmare that I that I have all right. the time is, I wake up and I'm back in the Marine Corps. And then not only am I back in the Marine Corps, but I'm back in the Marine Corps and I'm in the shape that I'm in right now. Right. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So everything sucks. I have a beard, and you're not supposed to have a beard no, in the Marine formation. Corps. Um, I'm not wearing the right clothes, i.e. uniform. And so I get the shit yelled out of me. Because yeah. Because you're a millennial that. and you're afraid of getting yelled at. Well, no... And what's funny is, I, I was never afraid of getting yelled at in the Marine Corps, and I want to find these pictures, but when, when you're going through uh, boot camp, they do what's called a cruise book, which is like mm. a yearbook for, for the military. Right. And I actually love boot camp, which I don't think you would expect out of me now. I can kind of get it. But it was the first time in my life that I had, like, structure. Right. And I knew that, like, because... I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk about how I grew up maybe later, but um, 
I grew up in a very bad situation in which I always felt threatened, and oh, that was yeah. the first time I didn't feel threatened was boot camp. <laughs> 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 so I enjoyed it a lot, and there's there's a couple of pictures of me in this cruise book, and anytime I saw somebody with a camera, I always try to like do my best like shit eating grin, and uh, who the fuck were you? <clears throat> I, I was I was happy back then. I don't know. No. Um. But one one of, one of the best pictures that I think that was taken during this period was right before swim qualification, and we're we're about to jump off of a uh, like a twenty foot high diving board. We're all wearing a bunch of like heavy ass gear, and the idea is to teach you that okay the gear is heavy but it floats so you can swim still sort of thing. But everybody's like terrified of this moment because they don't have faith in their gear yet. Right. And Everybody around me looks miserable. We've been swimming all day in our in our camouflage utilities. Everybody's wet and cold, and everybody looks dour except for me in the middle. And I'm like, <laughs> just with this huge like, uh, the the soy boy grin right, sort right. of thing going on. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious. And then and then there's like other pictures. Um, you know, we're, we're a bunch of us are carrying this heavy ass log. And I'm just looking off to the side with, with the same, like, soy boy grin thing going on. Hell yeah. Man, I, uh, I gotta be honest. I, I consumed way too much of that ghost pepper sauce. Yeah? My mouth is on fucking fire. I'm trying to eat this tortilla, trying to drink. Nothing works. I was gonna say, um... Do you mm-hmm. want me to? Mm-hmm. And this is... Be in my mouth. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <Do it. laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> hell yeah. Did you do you need to go like rinse your mouth out or something? I grab some whiskey. Yeah. And I'll uh I'll I'll just talk at uh, this computer screen with, with <sighs> no, no intention. No, we're good. We're good. Oh, you, you know what? It. I was talking about the uh, the art pieces I was working on. Oh yeah. And so what what it is is it's a semi-abstracted uh, anatomical drawings, uh, and then I'm pairing them up with poetry that I've written. Um. It works for a lot of people, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, some some of the stuff I've shown others uh, who I trust, uh, they've been like, "Yeah, this is really good. You should keep doing that." And then that makes me go, "Oh fuck! Right. I can't live up to this expectation." <laughs> right. That's one reason that I. Uh, that's so that's 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 why I'm a bad artist. Right. Well, I mean that that's true of most artists though. So I uh, I was writing a book for a long time. And uh, I'm still, I guess, technically working on this thing. Sure, yeah. Um, and it was, problem it, was, is, uh, it was good. Thank you. Uh, but that's the problem, is that I was showing it to people, and yeah. every time I showed it to someone, you I would either get the... It, right? Not even that. I mean, that happens sometimes, but generally I'm pretty true to my own like vision. Sure. Uh, but um, every time I would show it to someone, I would either get that little dopamine hit and be like, ah, I accomplished something, mm. I no longer have to worry about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or I would get the, okay, they like it, but... Are they just a suit or something? <laughs> do they do they like it because it sucks? Or that's, that's or what sucks this... about hating yourself a lot, right? Is that uh, you end up accidentally hating other people? Right, right. Well, no, yeah, I mean that's that's the primary problem with with it. Um, and then this one sounds self self serving, but there was the the ongoing uh, concern that it's just like, does this person just like my writing? Because I read a lot of poetry that's read as love poetry. Mm-hmm. It's generally not. <laughs> but it, but does this person just like the thing that I'm writing because they think I'm attractive? 
Nobody's ever had that problem. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right, like I said, it sounded self-serving, but but that is no, a genuine no, concern yeah. sometimes. No, uh, uh, I, I get it. Because you know, everyone has someone that thinks that they're pretty. I'm not saying I'm pretty. I'm pretty to someone. That's not true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Some people are just fucked. That that chick from uh, from uh, oh, we were careful. talking about it. <laughs> Wait, what? We're talking about it the other night. What were we talking about? It's an Ari Aster film. Oh, oh uh, hereditary. Hereditary. That chick is ugly. Uh, she's a child, Mike. She's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to rate a child's attractiveness, Michael. Look, kids. Kids can either be pretty or ugly. They can be and, cute and... or they can be unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> A misfortunate child. <laughs> Unfortunate, not misfortunate. No, 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 I like the word misfortunate, though. A disfortunate child. I don't think that's a uh, that's a real word. No, it would just mean... By the way, everybody, the... if if you guys thought that, like, we were intelligent because we normally talk about, like, politics and stuff, this this is this is the most real conversation that we've ever had. But, but no, disfortunate does work, though. It yeah, just, no. It, but it doesn't mean that they don't have fortune... It means that they have fortune that's innately harmful to them. <laughs> D-Y-S, fortunate. True, yeah. Well, uh, versus okay. D-I-S, which yeah. is different. But yeah. That's one of my favorite puns, actually. Yeah? It's one of my favorite etymology puns. Go ahead. D-I-S versus D-Y-S. Mm. Because one of them is going to mean not, yeah. and one of them is going to mean Do bad. Yourself. Oh. <laughs> uh, Do and yourself, so. Homie. And you can also, you can, you can pun it in an even weirder way, where you just do D-I, and then start it with a, some kind of a root word that begins oh. with an S. Oh. Uh, and so it can mean either uh, doubled, bad, or not. Yeah. And uh, so you can do some really weird language well, that's stuff. That's because that. it's, it's working within different Multiple contexts. languages. Of, yes, different <laughs> yeah. contexts of, like, Greek, Latin, uh, Latin and German, yeah. right? Greek, Latin, and Latin. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no German in there, I don't think. Um, but, I mean, German is based on not those languages primarily, yeah, but a little that's bit. Not a little what bit I, that's not what I necessarily wanted to say. It's just the only thing I could think of. <laughs> it's all good, honey. It's all good, honey. If you, if you I'm just, a little horn and You should have just said, like, Italian and then been, like, half wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know? Which, uh, happy, uh, happy Columbus Day, everybody. Yeah, happy, uh, that day. It's actually great that I went, uh, camping with my, uh, First Nations friend on, uh, Columbus Day. On Columbus day. Day, yeah. On Native, it's a Native People's Day? Or yeah. what was it, what, what are people calling it? Um, something in, to the Indigenous People's Day. Indigenous People, yeah. The Native is, um, I think, troubling someone. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think, I think it's fine. You tell but me, the, man. But the reason that it's troubling is because of the way it's been used. Right. Like people saying black people. Yeah, and and so the, the the thing with natives is like, oh, the natives. Right. Uh, right, right. Said, said sure. with that derision. Yeah, know? because natives also kind of, um, though it doesn't innately logically imply that um, there are people coming in, it also kind of does historically imply that uh, the native is being met by an outsider and the outsider yes. is doing the naming. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Logics of naming are, are fascinating. They're really good. Well, it... Um, Genuinely fascinating. No, 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 yeah, it's, it's genuinely fascinating for sure. Um, um, and and you know it's it's because because I I call myself a redskin savage a lot and stuff. Hell like yeah, that. I'm a I'm a redneck savage, so it's good. Just just <laughs> sort of trolly like slurring myself sort of thing. Hell yeah. But but that's fine until you hit the redskin football team. <laughs> right, right. Because that's. 
That's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pe- people... It's like, um, it's like the Washington wagon burners or something. Right. People are incredibly disingenuous about uh, the way that slurs are used in ways that are genuinely hurtful in ways that they're not. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. Like, uh, well, it's, uh, I don't it's, think anyone's going to get genuinely angry at you these days if you call them a mick. I mean, I wouldn't. Right. Um, I'm also not an Irish immigrant, uh, but yeah. I, even then I don't know... The it probably, it probably holds less power, and, and the right. other thing that I think plays into that is that... A uh, Hyperborean pig? <laughs> Hyperburnian. Hi- Hyperburnian. Sorry. That, that was Hyper- a totally... Di- that, was yeah. a, that was a mythical uh, yeah. thing. You went a Hyperburnian pig. You went straight into to Conan the Barbarian. I did. I, 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 I'm, I'm uh, calling well, up the so, Lemurian so, so, time So war. the other thing is uh, you, you were... Or not you. You people. You people. What do you mean, you people? Um, the the Irish have been accepted into whiteness, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no. So, so calling you a Mick doesn't have the same of course not. resonance that it, that it would have with calling a black person right. the forbidden word or so. Here's here's an calling interesting... calling me a, a red right. skin or an engine or something like that. Here's an interesting step off of that, where and I'm not going to say the word, but people know the word. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, what you've heard. But there, uh, there is a slur that's used for uh, uh, Mexican-Americans. Oh, yeah. And it rhymes with Mick and starts with SP. Oh, oh, right? oh yes. Uh, and the reason that that word exists... <laughs> my brain my brain was going towards an O word. Oh, God. Um, but so it, it, I, I can actually say it because I'm, I'm technically Mexican. Are you? Because yeah. you always say that you're not Mexican, that you're Native American. What well, is it? I'm, I'm Spanish be and clear. Native American. Be clear. I'm Spanish and Native American, huh. which is what a Mexican is, right? I don't know. We can we can ambiguate this in whatever way you want. Racism. That's true. That isn't hurt. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a class reductionist, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> like has a but, problem with me over that. But anyways, uh, cholo is is what I was. Saying. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, right. That, I don't know. And, and that's I, the, no, no, no. That's I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up with that being a slur. It was just a word that, that everyone used. It is technically a slur. And, I, I, and I grew up in uh, schools no, no, that were no, yeah. primarily yeah. Um, Hispanic, I guess. I don't know. Well, well and this is... Primarily children. This is where you run into the issue of... Um, this, this is why I'm a class this is, reductionist. This is where because... we run into the issue of the point I was initially making. Yeah. Right. <laughs> until, until, until we got uh, you know, off track again. But, yeah. But well, so, I'm this slur... Drunk. Right. Same. Same. I mean, what are we doing? We're camping. Yeah. Um, but but the slur, the reason that it exists is because of the fact that uh, people were f- referring to these these uh, people that were stereotypically heavy drinking Catholics right. as being Spanish mix. Right. And yeah. then apparently the Irish and the uh, the uh, you know they <laughs> you know yeah. you know the word I'm not allowed to say now because I'm only going to refer to them as this uh, slur. Um, the mix and the um, were were apparently very friendly with one another uh, through that kind of terminology for a time. Well, that, you know, that's that's why it's not localized spaces. I mean, it's all generalization. See, and racism, this but. is this is kind of like a an, an unwritten history of how whiteness has established itself. Right. Is a lot of these immigrant groups, or even native groups, but <laughs> immigrants mixing with them, um, kind of establish themselves as like having a togetherness. Right. And then what would happen is. The English would be like, no, 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 it's okay. You're white, <laughs> right, right. And and you, so you guys get a hall pass. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that that's essentially what happened. <laughs> right, for sure. With with a bunch of these immigrant groups like like Italians, uh, Irish, yeah. uh, Scottish, 
Because if you look at old writings from from Benjamin Franklin, oh man, yeah, he he considered <clears throat> even German people. Oh yeah, they were not white. Yeah, yeah for sure. He didn't consider them to be the proper those, kind of those he, Hessian fucks. He, yeah, he 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 <laughs> knew that they were you know by their appearance white, right. so to speak, pale, but he considered them swarthy. Right, is right. what he would say. And so you know it's 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 a consolidation of power that's happened over time. Where a bunch of these races and ethnicities that weren't considered white consolidated into whiteness yep. because yeah. it's like okay, well we got to keep an edge over everybody, so we'll we'll adopt right. this next group and this next group, and as long as your your skin tone isn't like obviously brown or black, and it's so funny because you like can, you can still fit into the, the if, group of whiteness. If you've seen like moderately tanned uh, like French people, even, yeah, yeah, like. Uh, they can definitely pass as non-white. But yeah, easily. but but Spaniards, the, yeah. Italians, for fuck's sake. Right. And because and, it's all arbitrary, it's all bullshit. Yeah. It's stupid. It's yeah. it's all arbitrary bullshit. Right. Yeah. I but still hate is. Italians. <laughs> and the Greeks. Italians. Wait, is are the Greeks one of them? I, I hate the Germans and I hate the Italians. I think the Greeks are okay. Actually. What did the Greeks do in World War Two? Uh, the Greeks were busy not being a nation. I think. No, they were a nation. Sorta. I mean, has Greece has been sort of a nation for yeah, thousands of years. Right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure at the time of World War II, you they know, were like an annexed uh, part of Italy. When, sort uh, of. no, oh, Jesus, maybe. I mean, uh, but uh, years and years and years ago, when the, the real um, uh, economic shit went down with Greece and the Eurozone yeah. uh, uh, collapse, or semi-collapse, uh, the austerity and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this band, uh, this black metal band that I, I'm actually not even going to name because they're not very good and I don't want to like <laughs> give them more shit, uh, give them more credit. But they they made a b- bunch of really bad music before that. Okay. And then as soon as their economy collapsed, their music got really good. And I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, that's well. all you need in order to make good <laughs> metal music is you just have to have your well, economy uh, collapse. I, I if think... your nation's on fire, then. <laughs> uh... All all art is born out of some kind of misery, right? <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I wrong uh, in saying in, in that? Some ways you're, in some ways you're right. In fact, if anyone wants more information about that, please go check out my uh, my workshop in the, the last lecture. Yeah, see, you're welcome. I'll help you out with that. Um, well, no, I mean, so, so most art, I, I don't think it's built off of misery per se. I think that it's built off of uh, uh, a confusion of terms or a tension or a conflict, which generally brings with it misery but doesn't have to. Some, some experience of mystery, because mystery can be beautiful no, no. Yeah, too. Yeah, no, but, I, I, yeah. I get where you're going. But, uh, art, art has to describe something you don't understand. That's the only rule. Mm. And so pain is part of it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I make art out of misery. Well, sure, because you don't <laughs> quite understand it yet. You're not gonna write. You're not gonna write art. Why is this hurting me? About about like the time you hit your finger with a hammer, because there's nothing to be explored in that, unless you produce no, something yeah, yeah. to be explored, no, right? For, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but but when it comes to something like heartbreak or existential crises or something like that, of course you can make art off of it. I, I think. And this is maybe like a dumb masturbatory thing to say, but probably the the way that I have created all of my art oh. pieces is through a very weird, disconnected, out of body uh, mentality that, that I've right. I mean, I mean, 
you know, I, I grew up in a very abusive household. Right. And so I disassociated. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that's one thing that we have in common, uh, psychically. I mean, of course, with a lot of different things, but I, I think we both have the symptom of dissociation and, and uh, so that's, quite frequently. That's any, any artistic venture I've, I've made has been out of extreme dissociation. You should, if I, you haven't, uh, you read remember? De Quincey. De Quincey wrote... Read, dude. Just pretend. Kidding. Just pretend. <laughs> but he wrote a bunch about uh, writing on opium. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, I've never been on opioids. Have you never? I, I feel like I... You've know... never gotten, like, injured and got, like, Vicodin or something? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when I got my, my, my uh, wisdom, wisdom teeth. teeth it's always a wisdom teeth. Like, what the fuck? Some people get nothing for that, and some people get, like, fucking Roxy's. Yeah, I got... <laughs> well, what they what they did was they uh, they punctured my nasal cavity As in you one do. area. Um, and, th- and this is horrifying. Mm-hmm. But imagine you're you're getting your wisdom teeth removed. No. And okay. there are three dentists surrounding you. I desperately need to have them removed. And two of them are instructing one of them oh, hell yeah. how to remove your wisdom you teeth. You gotta learn sometime, man. And they're saying things like, Oh yeah, you gotta drill away a little bit more of the bone there. Right. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Crush it a little bit harder. Yeah. That'll be fine. Right. So I was literally being experimented on by a fresh dentist uh, who was who was receiving explicit instructions on how to remove my wisdom teeth. It's pretty awesome. And I didn't have any uh, any sedatives or anything like that. You had the gum injections, though. At yeah, least. yeah, I had I had that. So yeah. the the local area was sort of numb, but right. that never works. Yeah, enough. it's always just sort of yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they were explaining in, in grave detail <laughs> how they were going to rip my teeth out. <laughs> now, there's a lot of blood, and you want to let them swallow some of that because, well, yeah, because no, we want no, to save no, money I, on yeah, it. Yeah, there, there, and then, <clears throat> so I I leave this situation after like a horrifying two hours of having my face drilled into, <laughs> and I need to go to. Uh, a pharmacy to mm. t- because they they punctured my nasal cavity. And like, mm. oh yeah, he's gonna be in a lot of pain from that. We should uh, we should make sure he gets. Uh, How did they do that? That's uh, a big old hole. Yeah, um, yeah. It was it was very unfortunate. And then <laughs> what what also happened is they they left bone shards in one of my sockets. As you do. And so as I was. Uh, Recovering from this, the bone shards were working their way out and stabbing mm-hmm. my tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I, I had to go to the pharmacy, and I'm like waiting in the pharmacy with like blood dripping out of my mouth, and I had mm-hmm. to like hold gauze up to my face uh, in order to like soak up the blood. And the the the, the lady at the pharmacy is like, "Hey, uh, your prescription's <laughs> ready," and I was like. <laughs> you you were like uh, that guy in Tusk. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and uh, and then my, my buddy, Alex, your buddy. was with me. And Alex was uh, he's a little bit of a troll lord. Of course. Troll lord? Yeah. And uh, he, he had a, he had a Red Bull in one hand and a pack of cigarettes in the other. And he's like, dude, I can't help you with this. You need to go get prescriptions <laughs> yourself. And I was like, nice. Boy, nice. I'm my food. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I... Uh, I have enough of an illness uh, that even as you describe that horrible experience, I'm still like, I don't need to have them removed, but I would definitely have my wisdom teeth removed so I can get some, like, back in. Well, yeah. That would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be okay. 
The, the reason I had my wisdom teeth removed wasn't because they were causing me any trouble. The reason Maybe I had because them you're removed, an addict, you sick fuck? No, the reason I had them removed is they require you to have them removed before you deploy because they I don't, don't want know. it to be an issue when you're when you're out there. And, That's funny. And, and the, uh, the, the oil war. <laughs> the oil war. Mine are kind of fucking up my teeth, though, a little bit. So I'm yeah. pushing a lot. But I'm, I'm also old enough now that I don't think anything new is going to change. Right. Yeah, so. Missed out on that chance to, to, to score. <laughs> <laughs> like one bottle of uh, something. Um, but hell yeah, man. Also, uh, with that anatomy uh, thing that you're working on, yeah. you should read the book. One of the one of the books that I've been reading out here, because I uh, have uh, severe ADD, probably, mm-hmm. and can't just read one book while I'm camping, but Spinal Catastrophism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, uh, it definitely connects into a lot of the shit you want to be doing. And it's a phenomenal book for anyone, as long as you don't mind reading something that's probably more difficult than you would want it to be at first. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm just gonna have trouble with with the the art piece I'm working on right now because mm. it was going you're just to be gonna refuse to do it. It was about it was gonna be about the the lungs and emphysema and uh-huh. stuff, and too much of it was compatible with like COVID. Hell yeah. So I like worked myself into a weird like, am I? Am I being too topical? Am I dum dum? Yeah, it was kind of that, but but more it was I felt guilty about. Uh, oh yeah, am I being like abusive? Or yeah, am I am I just like using this horrible, right. catastrophic, catastrophic, <laughs> spinal catastrophe? Um, right, right. No, situation to to profit in some way, and so I like worked myself out of it. You're not gonna profit off your art, but no, yeah, not gonna... <laughs> so just let it <laughs> never. Happen. Just let it happen. Walking, 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 talking, talking, talking. Well, I was just gonna shit my pants or something. I don't know. It's very beautiful out here, even though it's not real wilderness, you know? We should uh, we should we should talk a little bit about the uh, the manzanita trees. Hell yeah. And then he walks away. Dude, I don't know what to fucking say. Just filling dead air. I'm a broadcaster. I'm a man of broadcasting. <laughs> I like to cast broads, if you know what I'm saying. A little bit, yeah. I mean, you you made all this dead air happen in the first place. Nobody nobody told you. Putting the fucking the the raw meat away. No, I'm putting the raw meat away. The fucking sun and all those yellowtail wasps. (laughs) Yellowtail, yeah, yellow jacket, yellow jacket. They're like giant fish wasps. Yellow jacket, white Anglo-Saxon props. There you go. There you go. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that, guys. No, it's okay. That's fine. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. You're I'm, not allowed to I'm, say it's fine. I'm a listener, and I've, I've apologized. For no, you no, for no, 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 no. I'm apologizing for us. Yeah. I'm apologizing for us. I'm apologizing for you, really. Let's be honest. This is yeah. going to be the most incoherent mess of a fucking it's be pretty bad. Well, it would help if we didn't have all that fucking dead air, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I was pouring myself a drink, which you're going to do in a second here. Yes. So go ahead and do that, and no, I won't leave dead air. I'm not going to leave dead air. Go ahead, go ahead. Because talk, I know how to entertain people. All right, guys, so 
when uh, when we were enjoying our day yesterday, Mike uh, was, uh, of course, doing his thing, and he would fall asleep at the table, uh, and I was hanging out my hammock. It was fantastic. I was reading Simondon. Simondon is an incredible French philosopher who has actually really not been translated into English. And so the stuff, I'm not saying that I speak French, don't worry, I'm still an idiot. But I was reading essentially uh, someone else's summary uh, of Simondon, but it's this beautiful book. And they're tra talking about uh, uh, transduction and this idea of the, the trans individual uh, or, or the, the, the idea of uh, temporally changing identities and form and stuff like that, and, and, and group forms and group identities. It's a really great book. But anyway, so uh, I'm reading about that in my hammock, and eventually Mike ends up uh, awaking and appearing, and he wants to show me these cool-ass trees he found, because his plan was to go on a little hike. So we, we let this Jeep start up and drive past, but uh, he invites me to go check out these trees. And here Mike is, with perfect timing, yeah. because I know how to do this, unlike some people. So Mike what a great broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mike comes to me and says, hey, check out these dope-ass trees. And Mike, you want to explain the trees a little bit, or should I? So, so manzanita trees. I didn't, I didn't realize because you've written poetry about manzanitas they are, before. They're probably my it. favorite tree. Yeah. And I, I always saw them as like maybe brambly sort of things, um, per per your description. But they, they aren't. The, what, what they are is they're very fleshy. Uh, fleshy but very hard. Yeah, they yeah, look fleshy. Flesh, they, they look very fleshy. They look like muscle wrapping over itself. Yeah, and so I, I found this weird grove of manzanita trees that. Uh, Beautiful aged ones. Yeah, very very old growth manzanita trees that uh, were completely bleached white on on some sides, and very deep dark uh, red on the other sides. Uh, and the thing was, some 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 of that like bleaching and dark red uh, was occurring in the same branch structures. Right, so and it was kind of wrapping around itself in very weird, exactly. Uh, so cool, twisted I, ways. I would say, in, instead of saying that on one side it's bleached and on one side it's it's red, it's it's almost as if there's a red and a white branch that are twisted around one another. Yeah, it's yeah, like a spiral. They, they, they seem they seem like they were growing like a, like vines and yeah. some con like like if you had a red vine and a white vine wrapping around themselves. Right, like if you do look at a picture of like from Grey's Anatomy or something of uh, the way that a muscular structure is built in like the leg or yeah. something like that and you just uh, randomly make some of those white and make and leave the rest of them red that's Perfect. pretty much what a manzanita looks like and, and that's that's kind of weirdly enough where oh, yeah. where my art project came from was uh, being really high on hallucinogens and looking up anatomy Hell yeah. and, and seeing the way that like structures wrap around each other and stuff. You're like looking at the Fibonacci sequence and listening to Tool? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Did you know that lateral is has a Fibonacci is a golden sequence? One, <laughs> one, two, three, words, five, words, eight. Words. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. Um, oh, you see the pattern is one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was beautiful, and also another thing that's fun about manzanita. There's, there's a lot of fun things, but uh, the uh, they have bark on them that's constantly kind of peeling up. Yeah, and that's that's it why I, that's why I thought they were thorny. Yeah, they look thorny from afar, and then you walk up yeah. to it and it just looks like flaking off like sunburned flesh. Yeah, and it and it's you can just like <laughs> poke at it. And and, and if fine. you poke at it, the, yeah. the flesh beneath it is 
like bright green. Right. That's the new un yeah. unburnt stuff. Yeah. And uh, the wood is very, very hard. It's actually very, very valuable because it's very difficult to cut. Yep. Uh, and uh, and it's just generally not worth well, it because they're also yeah. small enough. Yeah, that, like, they, they, yeah, they have a very small branch structure and, so it can and be very used as, like, small trunk. Right, as like decorative wood and stuff, but generally, yeah. uh, despite the fact that they grow in mass, uh, generally speaking, it, it's I'm going to make a log cabin out of manzanita. That'd be so dope. It would look cool as shit and yeah. be like... Like four feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you can also use the little apples that grow off it uh, to make a sedative tea. Yeah. Uh, and the last fact, which is something that we recently learned, is that the blossoms that come off of manzanita trees are described as urn-shaped. Yes. And there are these little kind of violet, purple, pink-colored uh, things that kind of come up in these efflorescent groupings. And, they're very uh, cool looking. Very, yeah, very cool looking. They're they're a beautiful plant, and I love them. And and you had somehow never seen them bloom. Yeah, not not per my memory. Uh, I'd never seen them bloom because I'd seen the <laughs> apples and stuff, but I, I I don't know that I. Yeah. Maybe if I did ever see them bloom, uh, they were blooming, uh, and I didn't recognize what kind of plant they were from afar or something. Yeah. That's but um, one of my favorite uh, hiking spots in California is Vulcan Mountain, just outside of, outside of Julian. And almost the entire hike is switchbacks that go back and forth through a bunch of oak trees and manzanitas. Oh, yeah. um, and it's really gorgeous, but but the thing is that manzanitas have this really weird um, uh, blossoming period that can be as early as December, but can go as far as, I think, late April or something. And yeah, so that's, they're that's unpredictable and bizarre, and they're kind of drought-resistant, so I think they just kind of like choose a period that they're going to do it uh, when things are available to them. and Yeah. So it's uh it's it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, uh, I I posted some of the manzanita trees to my story. Oh yeah, I'm I'm waiting to post stuff and, until we get back. But um, right. Yeah, they, they those were good pictures. I did see those. Yeah. I uh, I did my my nightly hop on and check uh, check my email and the uh, various people's Instagram stories because I'm still brain poisoned. Uh, and uh, it's good looking. Good yeah, looking. I, it would have been cool if uh, we were out of cell range, but. Yeah, but we're not because we're this not. this camping site is almost. Uh, it's basically inside of a city. <laughs> it's 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 someone's backyard, mm -hmm. but it's been good because uh, no one has really bothered us, uh, and yeah. I've been able to sleep in my hammock a bunch, or not even sleep, but stare at the sky, and read a bunch of books. Right. And it's been a good trip. Been a good trip. We're also um, we're we're about an hour an in. hour in, so we're maybe two thirds of the way through. You think an hour and a half for this one? Yeah. Maybe maybe two hours, hour and a half. I don't really care. Somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah whatever. Let's let's figure this out live. Talk let's about anymore. Well, I mean we've we've had a we've lot of discussed things we've all things. To talk about. And, and there's um, nothing left to discuss. Oh, of course, yeah. The, there's nothing in the world left to discuss yeah. now. Um, oh, uh, I was gonna say, mm -hmm. let, let's make some bets on uh, who who COVID has claimed. Uh, oh, since, since we've been been gone, who's who's dead gone. now? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think. Uh, Chris Christie. Chris Christie uh, died in 2008, I think. <laughs> um, his body's just catching up with him. Um, are you Are you sure? I think he's a lich. Liches are usually uh, frail and thin and scary looking and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I would describe Chris Christie as frail, but not frail in a way. Yeah, uh, he scary he's looking. not like wayfish, but but he uh, he's definitely he has like the 
the Lord of Debauchery kind of look going on. So yeah, like, he's like a shitty Dionysus or something. Yeah, like um, I I'd never played a whole lot of like Warcraft or anything, but what were those those big old corpse guys uh, that like throw body parts at you called? <clears throat> well, I think abomination. Right yeah, yeah, he's an abomination. He is an abomination. I'll, in I'll biblical sense and in Warcraft <laughs> yeah. sense. Um, but no, I I mean it's like I said, it's gonna be Baron. Baron's dead. I don't know, man. Yeah. Baron is 24 feet tall and dead. <laughs> he's he's actually the 12 foot skeleton that Home Depot you know, what's, is selling. What's funny Everyone's is I'm, about. I'm I'm a part of a uh, a dead death pool uh, group where mm-hmm. where we make bets at the beginning of each. You all year. make Deadpool jokes about how meta you are. No. Uh, that was we, a meta joke. That was. Yeah. I well, did it. It sucked. I did a meta Deadpool joke about your Deadpool. But uh, at the at the beginning of each year, we we bet on who uh, who's going to live or die through the next year. Is it just famous people, or is it like your friends? It, it has to be famous people. <laughs> um, and I chose Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Nice, good job, good job. <laughs> Do you make money off that? No, I didn't make money off. You of idiot. It. But I'm but I'm somewhere in like the the top uh, four. Okay. Well, who else is gonna die then? Um. The reason I the, the reason I'm in the top four is because I called uh, uh, Lewis Congressman Lewis. Okay. I'm forgetting his first name for some reason. I don't remember it. Keep going. Um. We're in the woods, man. We don't remember shit out here. But the one I'm really hoping for. Because, in fact, I resent that we're talking about politics. Because the the the, the way that you get Real points, bill. the way that mm-hmm. you get points is if a fifty year old person dies. That's mm-hmm. 50 points because they were that close to 100. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> and I've got... Uh, I've got so why I'm putting uh, my money on Baron. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one, maybe. Yeah. But 6-9, uh, the rapper, oh, yeah? is, is one of them. Oh, you got him, huh? Yeah. Well done. So I hope he, uh, I hope he's died over the course of this... Uh, Wait, didn't he already... Oh, no, sorry, I'm mixing him up with a little peep. Yeah, no. Yeah. I had Little Peep the year prior. You idiot. Yeah. And then he died this year instead. Fucking idiot. Yeah, well, you should have killed him, man. That's the thing about these death pool things. Is that, like, it seems silly to bet on him because you can just do it yourself. Right. <laughs> you just kill whatever celebrity you want. <laughs> just go around making making points for yourself. For, yeah, for, so you can have those, like, what, those, those honor points. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Bragging, bragging rights. Uh... I guessed RBG was gonna die, and I smothered her with a pillow. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was uh, Scalia. That's that's yeah, why I did that too. Scalia. I confused them all because they're all uh, approximately the same person. The funniest, the funniest, unironic thing I've seen the uh. liberals post is Scalia and RBG like being friends in heaven. Hell yeah. And stuff. Hell yeah. I've seen a lot of ironic oh, depictions like of that, but I've Dude. seen. Legitimate, unironic depictions of Scalia and RBG. That uh, that ironic one of uh, MLK and <laughs> fucking Trump playing chess in heaven <laughs> is so fucking funny. Oh yeah, that's great. Oh, what's, holy what's the shit. sign in the background? It says "All Lives Matter" in the yeah, background, matter, and yeah. like yeah. if you if you pay attention to it, like MLK, his his name on his jacket isn't even MLK; it's fucking yeah. Angel. Right. And then he's got prison stripes on his arms, yep. <laughs> and he's like, I forget what he's saying to Trump, but it's something that's like technically kind of condescending, but in like a dumb Libby way. Yeah. Where it's just like, <laughs> don't worry, man, 
you'll get it eventually or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And then like Trump is of course saying like, thank you, man. I love you or something <laughs> like that. So and wise. So, so yeah, right. So right. Beautiful. And it's just, it's fucking awesome. It's very, it's a very good comic. If you, if you made that comic, you get, you get five big boy points. Um, which <laughs> translates large, to large actually 500, uh, death pool points. It's true. Big boy points are very valuable. Remember, uh, Ben Garrison, uh, mm-hmm. when, uh, was it, was it, was it LeBron? Kobe? Kobe. Kobe Bryant died in the helicopter crash. Yeah, and the crying, hel- uh, the, the, the crying, uh, the uh crying basketball. basketball. Fuck crying yeah, little basketball tears. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty dope. Uh, yeah. So close to approaching parody. <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> Man, when he died, that was a weird thing. It was a very strange thing. I didn't care. I mean, it was surreal. I mean, it, you, you it, don't like sports or anything, so like, yeah. it gives a shit. But like, right? Yeah, it was it was pretty bizarre. Uh, I mean, I was never like a big fan. I I like watching basketball. I like sports, but only in the sense that if they're on, I like them. But yeah. otherwise, just no, whatever. I, I never intentionally watch sports. I just accidentally like right. engage with sports sometimes. But uh, you know, being in like Southside Chicago while that happened, oh, uh, every time that I got into like a car with like a Uber driver or something, like. For a few weeks, that's all we would talk Pour about. one out for Kobe, man. Was uh, was the fact that Kobe had died and how bizarre that was, uh, and that's it seemed to affect people like really intensely. Um, yeah, I weird, mean, yeah. like it's it's weird that it affected people that way because uh, he died because parasocial life. relationships shouldn't matter. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he, died he died in, in a helicopter yeah, trying he to died skip in traffic. A helicopter trying to. Trying to bypass traffic yeah. that we have to live. But then he died with like a thirteen-year-old girl and shit. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it just fuck. It fucking sucks. And yeah, no, it's, it's not great. The but... fact that he was uh, maybe a rapist. I don't actually know how that worked out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't think there was some uh... scary shit around that. But it's still, it's pretty sad. It's it's sad that like a kid died and shit, and it's sad that he, a human being, died. And it kind of sucks. Probably. Uh... I mean, it's not something that I've lost sleep over, but for some reason we're back <laughs> yeah. on the subject, and I think that a, a, a human being dying with their daughter in a helicopter sounds shitty, especially if people looked up to him. All right, fair enough. <laughs> you made the case. He's good at sport. Good that's, at that's sport. That's impressive. He I get sad when, like, person, a good person, ball bounce. person who good at writing dies. And it's like, God knows those are probably terrible people. <laughs> all, all, all writers are horrible. Yeah, horrible I mean, you've been people. in the woods with me for a couple of days, yeah. so you get it. Um, hell yeah. So we were talking about doing, uh, uh talk about my thesis during this. I don't think that's going to happen, because we don't have enough time, and also... Yeah, uh, and I don't remember it right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, that might actually just be something that I save, uh, for a rant on one of those little lecture podcasts or something. Yeah. Because it may not even really work for this, uh, this kind of podcast anyway. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, long story short... Uh, financialization uh, is bad, and oh. um, everyone's going to die in a horrible, uh, cat- uh, cat- catastrophic process, ontology uh, problem, and uh, everything's going to be bad. Are you just saying words now? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, catastrophic ontology. Well, Michael, if you had read my thesis, you would understand. I read it. I read it. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got him. You can uh, tell anyone anything if you're drunk. <laughs> there are some uh, kids shit. that I think are playing. Um, they're, they're doing uh, some kind of hide and seek thing. Now. Hide and seek, or, or what's it called? It's the the treasure hunt. Treasure hunt, yeah. yeah. And it's it's kind of cute. It's it's yeah. cool that they're doing that. 
children or cool, I guess. I don't know. I like kids, man. I'm an antinatalist. I like kids. I keep ans- accidentally like falling into antinatalism yeah. a lot, where I'm like, oh man, everybody shouldn't be born. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think that's something we should podcast about in the future because. I, I was an antinatalist uh, at times in the past. You you and I have definitely agreed. I'm not on this, I'm not gen- genuinely an antinatalist. I are you not? I, I'm really not. Uh, I just accidentally fall into it. Sometimes. Okay. Well, doesn't that make you genuinely an antinatalist in those moments? No. Like. Because I'm always like, yeah, but life should continue, I guess. Well, the antinatalists aren't saying that life shouldn't continue. At least like. Not individual lives or anything. Are you saying that we people should continue to make babies? Yeah. <laughs> See? Maybe I'm an antinatalist. I think you might be. I, I, I think I might be a genuine antinatalist. Yeah. And I want to argue with you about that, but yeah, I want to make sure that you're actually one. And I think you are. I, I, well, I think a lot it, of people it, are. It's, it's, not from, it's not from a perspective of, like, hating the idea of, uh, of like, a self-perpetuating species or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just, oh man, I've had a shitty life. For sure. You've had a shitty life. Yeah, it's not great. I don't feel like it's a good idea to keep making things that have shitty lives. (laughs) Right. No, I mean that's the. I would be. I would. I would be fine with with having babies if we lived in a society that like would take care of those babies. Yeah. Sure, and but uh, honestly, the uh, and this is one one of the most minor points in the antinatalism thing, but. The more antinatalists uh, that we have, unless we can somehow convince everyone to be an antinatalist, yeah. uh, the worse the futures are and the lives are going to be for all of the children we produce I in the future. <laughs> right? So, oh my god, we should just give up on the future and we should never have kids. And then some people will still have kids who will make kids and it goes on probably almost infinitely. Yeah. And then those people have infinitely worse lives. Exactly. Yeah, so we should we should pretend that having kids is a good thing because we're not going to be able to stop it unless we produce some kind. Of, I don't know if we nuke everyone, but are, is that really like the philosophical stance you want to take? And we're probably going to have some like great oxidation event kind of thing where like humanity ends up like depleting itself all at once. That's but, that's what I'm concerned about. Is... But that should be good for antinatalists. Is it well, stops well, no, it stops no. the future from continuing? That's what I'm saying is like that's that's why I'm an antinatalist because I believe that like if I have a baby mm. that child is going to grow up in a hellscape. But the reason it's going to grow up in a hellscape is because people have decided that the future isn't worth living. I'm approaching it from a very different perspective, but I get the point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we, we we should have a pot about this in the future. I think it would be yeah. fun. And we also, uh, I think, a thousand Grugo wanted to have a, a discussion about this as well. So you guys can gang up on me, and I'll like do all my anthropologeticism. Oh, a thousand Grugo is very uh, very funny. He is very funny. He, he's he's uh, he's, he's, he's very cow. antagonistic to his uh, to his base. <laughs> yeah, you definitely <laughs> can. Yeah. Uh, no, he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, oh. oh, god, I thought my computer was restarting for a second. It wasn't. It was just going to sleep. Uh, and how much battery do we have? We are very low, actually. We are okay. in danger well, zone. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and cut this off. Um, yeah. Sorry about this whole podcast, guys. We're yeah. grill-pilled now. We no longer care about politics or philosophy. I'm going to make some more sausage. Uh, sorry that uh, we just uh, we, we can't... We just don't have the energy to care anymore. Yeah. And I hope you guys can understand that. Uh, and please do send me uh, a message on the Instagram account at Dank Deleuze. 
Um, and and, then, uh, and I'm at Ben's Rehab Dungeon. Yeah, but but please please do send me a message uh, asking about this workshop because oh, yes. I, I would like to share uh, some of the more uh, uh, serious, genuine stuff with you guys, which we will continue to do here in some way, but of course always buffered by our bullshit. Uh, but uh, you guys can listen to my little lecture rant podcasts there. Uh, it's just me improvising with myself and then some uh, maybe people working with publishers and things like that. Improvising with myself, wink, wink. Uh, and uh, people seem to like it so far. And I can also send you a bunch of cool writing prompts and give you some writing advice. Uh, and it'll be cool. Uh, but anyway, please send me a message, Dank Deleuze, on Instagram. Uh, and we'll set you up. We love you. Please take your mess. And, and please take mine as well. Because God damn. I can't see the screen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. There it is. There I'm going to leave this in the recording. What do you mean?